Welcome to the Hope Story Podcast, where we share resources, encouragement, and hope for families of children with Down syndrome. Here's your host, husband, dad, and founder of Hope Story, Rick Smith. Welcome to the Hope Story Podcast. This is Rick Smith, and I'm here with a friend of mine, Darla Lawrence. Darla, welcome to the Hope Story Podcast. Hi. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for making time to be on the podcast. Well, Darla has a really interesting story. A couple, actually a couple parts of her story are really interesting. One, she's the mom of three children, one of which has Down syndrome, which we're going to talk about. And then she also has recovered from COVID-19. And so I just thought, you know, everyone obviously talking about COVID-19 and that being something that's on the news constantly, I thought it would be really interesting to hear from a mom who has recovered and for her to share her story with you. And so that's what we're going to jump into right now. So first of all, I want to say congratulations for recovering. I know that was a really, probably not a super fun thing to go through, but I'm really happy that you're on the other side of it and would love to just hear your story. So why don't you share with everyone kind of your experience in regards to when you started experiencing symptoms, you know, when you got tested, how long that took to come back and just some of those things. Yeah, I started feeling uh, like maybe I had a cold or allergies going on. And that was probably, I would say, March 15th, March 14th. And, you know, didn't feel real bad, you know, didn't really think much of it. And, you know, obviously I'd heard about COVID-19, but I wasn't afraid of, you know, having that at that point. And then um, I started to get a bit sicker. I was feeling um, achy. And then, you know, I was kind of down for a day and then the next day I felt great and kind of just went back to my normal, you know, household chores, whatever. And then uh, the next day I ended up just being completely like knocked down. And at that point I thought I have never been this sick. And so I made a call to my doctor and whenever I was talking to my doctor, She said, you know what, I am thinking from what you're saying that possibly you have COVID with having such severe aches, pains, and, you know, the, your nose being a bit runny. And, you know, then I had had some coughing. I had some heaviness in my chest. Like, you know, it almost felt like there was a brick on my chest, like just pressure. And, um, she at that point said, I feel like you qualify for a test. And so on March 23rd, I got the test and of course was anxiously awaiting to find the results out. And it actually did take about 11 days. Throughout that period of time, I was the sickest I had ever been by far. I do remember just like literally laying in my bed one night crying and like begging God to let me be okay because I wanted to, you know, be a mom to these three kiddos I've been blessed with. And I just literally felt felt like, you know, I, I was dying. Like it was the worst sickness I've, I've ever felt. And I remember I listened to Waymaker on repeat just because it brought me such comfort at that time. And then I received my results like 11 days after. And at that point, I was already feeling much better. And now I'm completely recovered and I'm anxious to donate my plasma. I'm anxious to be able to help others. They had said at WashU 
that my plasma donated could possibly save up to three people's lives. And so, you know, if that's the case, I absolutely, it, it was worth me being sick for, you know, 15, 20 days. Wow. What a perspective to hear you say, you know, if I can make a plasma donation and my plasma donation can then save the lives of someone else, that it was all worth it. What a what an incredible perspective. I've never really thought of it that way. But that that's incredible. So let me ask you this. Practically, you got three kids. One of your children is at college. Your other two are there. You know, one of your children has Down syndrome. How did it practically look? Did you quarantine from your own children? Did you get to see your children? Did you interact with your children? What, what did it practically look like in your household? Well, it was a bit hard. My daughter is very, very helpful. So actually, my biggest fear was my youngest, Dawson, who has Down syndrome and is nine. And he um, had a heart repair when he was three months old, you know, is somewhat immune compromised. And I was most fearful about him getting the virus. And it started out with my middle child, Landon, who's 16. He was the one that first started to show symptoms and he ended up getting, you know, a cough. And then it just kind of spread through. I mean, we did definitely try to quarantine and, but, you know, I mean, I guess we're all breathing the same air and Caden would come in and out checking on me and she was also taking care of Dawson. So we tried to be careful, but honestly, it kind of spread throughout pretty quickly. And honestly, as far as symptoms, they had very mild symptoms. They, uh, Caden um, had body aches and uh, fever. Dawson really just had fever. And then Landon, my middle child, he um, had the coughing. But as far as the severity of it, it was very mild and they all recovered quickly. Yeah. And so for clarity, did your doctor or did their doctor, did they offer to test them for COVID-19? They were never tested, right? No, they were not. My doctor uh, just said, honestly, uh, at this point, testing's kind of hard to, you know, get. And, you know, with you being confirmed, we know that they most definitely had the virus. But since they've recovered, we I, I feel like it was kind of like they didn't want to use tests on them because they were quarantined. And so we kind of just follow protocol. But they um, all did fantastic. And I was uh, I couldn't have been more thankful because, like I said, I was I was fearful with Dawson with having Down syndrome and having a heart repair. But he did very well in um we're all on the mend. I mean, like, you know, I, I do feel like we have a bit of fatigue. That's probably the only leftover, you know, thing that we have right now. We're just all, and I heard that could last up to, you know, six weeks. So, yeah. Well, I'm so happy for you guys. I'm happy that I think a lot of families out there will be encouraged to hear that, you know, you for sure had this virus, your family likely had the virus, and that all of you guys recovered with no you know, hospitalization. We know that's not the case for everyone, that a lot of people are getting, you know, uh, sick and have ended up in the hospital and have had not so great outcomes from this. And so our hearts go out to them and we definitely want to, you know, 
be concerned for them. But at the same time, we're also encouraged to hear so many stories like your story that, you know, you went through a really difficult time and then came out on the other side of it. And we know from statistics, I'm not a doctor, obviously, but we know that most people that get the virus will, you know, have a story similar to yours. They'll recover and then hopefully be able to, to use those antibodies to then help uh, someone else. And I think that's a really incredible perspective. You mentioned that song Waymaker. People listening may not know what that song is. So I'll put a link in the show notes where anyone listening to this podcast can go and hear the song Waymaker. You can find the show notes on our website, hopestory.org. At Hope Story, we believe one of the greatest gifts for new parents of a child with Down syndrome is a friend who also has a child with Down syndrome and is a little farther along in their parenting journey. That's why we're working to connect OBGYNs with families raising a child with Down syndrome so they can connect their patients with parents who can offer friendship, encouragement, and hope. We call this the Hope Advocate Process. To learn more and to sign up to become a Hope Advocate, simply visit hopestory.org forward slash Hope Advocate. And now back to our show. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. I want to move on now and talk a little bit about your story raising a child with Down syndrome. And so can you tell us a little bit about just your birth story? Um, Did you have a prenatal diagnosis, a postnatal diagnosis, your experience with your medical professional? Just tell us a little bit about your birth story. Okay. So I had Caden, who at this time of my life was nine. Landon, who was seven, and I found out that I was pregnant, expecting a third child. And at 11 weeks pregnant, I was going to get just a screening. Um, my doctor suggested it. Uh, I was, let's see, I was about 38 years old. Yes, 38. And she just, you know, I mean, I think it's pretty much like something that they generally do at this point just to make sure. And maybe that age was, you know, but she, you know, we both felt like it would be 100% fine. And I went in and the technician who was looking at, you know, like measuring markers or whatever said that the nuchal fold on the back of the baby's you know, neck, the thick was thick. And she said, you know, um, I need to page the doctor. And of course, at that moment, my heart sank and I was devastated and scared. Then the doctor came in and said that, you know, she was pretty sure that from the measurements that the baby had Down syndrome. And she, you know, at that moment, I completely blanked out. Like, Truly, I felt like, you know, everything was just like, you know, just dark around me. And I, I, I mean, I felt like I could pass out. And then I but I kept thinking at that moment, I was like, oh, I they could be wrong. They could be wrong. You know, I started trying to talk myself through it. So the doctor said that, you know, there were a couple ways we could make sure that the child, you know, like to see what was going on with the baby. And so I decided on a CBS where they take, you know, a piece of your uh, placenta and do a chromosomal count. So anyway, I, she had said that we would try to schedule it ASAP so that I would, you know, 
get get answers. And so whenever I went to the doctor, I still can remember um, the doctor who did the test. He said, you know, chances are this baby will be completely fine, you know, healthy. He said so many people come in here. He said, you know, chances are nine months from now, you're going to be like those crazy doctors scared me to death. Well, so then I was waiting for the results. And when I received the results, I had told my um, husband, if it's good news, you know, just call me. And if it's bad news, I want you to come home. And I didn't want to receive the news over the phone. I just didn't feel at that point I was strong enough to handle such heavy news alone. So anyway, it was about two o'clock in the afternoon and I heard the door creak and I had two girlfriends over at my house because, you know, I had a lot of support at that time because I was feeling so fearful. And in he walked and I just remember like just like falling to the floor and I I said, what's wrong with our baby? And he said, our baby has Down syndrome. And I, I mean, I can't tell you the devastation at that moment. And I thought I have two smart kids that are just thriving and doing great. And now this is going to honestly ruin my family. And, you know, how are Caden and Linda going to handle this? And this, this is changing the whole dynamic. All of a sudden I've got this child that has Down syndrome. It's going to be such a hard life. And I, I was just absolutely devastated. And I remember the first call I made was to my mom and dad. And my mom was like, just started crying and said, Oh my God, you know, like was just devastated. My dad took the phone and he told my mom, you know, he said, you need to calm down. And he said, Dar, listen to me, honey, this child is going to be amazing. This child is going to be my best friend. He said, he's going to be the, you know, bright light in our family. He said, this is going to be okay, honey. And I promise you this will be good. And then he said, you know, God loves you. You have a daughter. He said, you have a son, and now God is giving you a child that's special, unique. And and then I remember he prayed with me on the phone, and just it was just an amazing prayer and just brought such comfort to me. And of course, still at that moment, then I got involved with the Down Syndrome Association of Greater St. Louis, and they were kind of educating me on all the different, you know, things that people just on an everyday basis don't know about Down syndrome. And I remember I had a stack of books on my nightstand and every time I would wake up, I would think, oh, it's just a bad dream. And then I would look over and see my stack of books. But fast forward to now and he's just perfect. He's, he's like just the greatest blessing. Well, thank you for sharing that. Sounds like you've got a really great dad. So that that's really amazing. I love hearing, you know, how your dad stepped in and, and you know, really uh, encouraged yeah. you. That's amazing. Also want to take a second here to double tap on something that you mentioned. You mentioned that you got involved with your local Down syndrome organization. We're big fans of local Down syndrome organizations. For us personally, when our son Noah was born, our local organization really played a great 
role in our life and really, really helped us. And, you know, you mentioned that you got connected to the Down Syndrome Association of Greater St. Louis. And so I want to encourage anyone listening to this podcast, I'll put a link to the Down Syndrome Association of Greater St. Louis in the show notes. And I want to encourage anyone listening to this in the area to check them out, get involved. If you're not involved, get involved because, you know, finding other moms and dads in your community that have experience going through what you're going through, or better yet, I should say, experience raising a child with Down syndrome, that community can really be helpful for you. And so if you're, you know, in the the greater St. Louis area, check them out. And if not, whatever city you're in, Google for your local Down syndrome organization and get it connected because it's really important to have that community there. And so I'm glad to hear you say that you got connected with them. And then as we before we started recording this podcast, you were just talking about that you're very active in your local Down syndrome organization. And that really encourages me to hear you say that because those organizations are so important. Yes, definitely. Well, let me ask you this. So you're, you know, obviously years past where you were when you first got your diagnosis. And so what are some of the things that people said to you when you told them that your child had Down syndrome that encouraged you? And what are some of the things that people might have said to you that discouraged you that maybe you wish they would have said it differently or maybe not have said it at all? Okay. So as far as the positive things that encouraged me, whenever I had Dawson, people would just say, oh my goodness, he's beautiful. You know, he's a baby. So when they would say anything that just was a typical thing you would say to a parent who has a newborn baby, that felt good. I did find a lot of peace in people who had children with Down syndrome, assuring me that it was going to be okay. And life with a child with Down syndrome wasn't just manageable. It was beautiful. That helped a ton. The hardest thing that people said to me would be like, I'm sorry. I had a lady come up to me at church and she put her hand on my shoulder and she said, oh, I'm so sorry. And she didn't. I was holding Dawson and she didn't look at Dawson. And I gave her grace. Like I was like, it's okay," because, you know, she was older and I feel like she possibly had this idea of Down syndrome for many, many years ago. But um, that was a hard part. I'll tell you the most encouraging thing was there was an elderly lady in my church and she had a grown son with Down syndrome. He was probably about 50 and she was probably about 80. And I was talking to her in the lobby and I just said, you know, I just have to ask you really quick, you know, how how is it having a child with Down syndrome is your older and how do you take care of him? She goes, honey, he takes care of me. And about this t- about that time, <laughs> about that time, he drove up to pick her up. Uh, wow. You know, like in in awesome. Yes. So I <laughs> exactly. I was like, it, it, that just brought a ton of peace. You know, I mean, I'm not sure that Dawson will be a driver, and it really doesn't matter at this point. But you know, I just felt like. Wow, people with Down syndrome just do normal everyday things and they're unique and it's just going to be okay. You know, that was exciting. Yeah, that's good. I, you know, I like what you said about just giving people grace. I think that's so important because the truth of the matter is 
people don't really know what to say. And I think most people have really good intents and they just don't know what to say. Yes. And so I, I always encourage people, if you're listening to this and you don't have a child with Down syndrome and maybe you, you have a friend who just found out their child's going to have Down syndrome and you're at a loss for words, you know, congratulations is always a really good thing to say. And you want to be sensitive with that. And, you, you know, you want to, you know, have some wisdom in, in the way that you communicate things to folks. But congratulations is always a great thing to tell folks when, when they're having a baby and having a child. And, and it's okay to acknowledge, hey, you know what, this I totally get, or maybe you don't get, but to acknowledge that this may be different, likely it is different than what they were expecting, but that it's still a baby and it's awesome. And congratulations that every life is worthy of a, of a congratulations. Absolutely. Are you the parent of a child with Down syndrome and interested in sharing your story on a future episode of the Hope Story podcast? If so, please visit hopestory.org forward slash podcast and let us know. We may end up featuring your family's story on a future episode. And now back to our show. Okay, so what does a typical day? You got one child at college, you got two other children, one with Down syndrome. What what is a typical day? And I know the word typical in this day and age, we're 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 recording this in the midst of sort of everyone is sort of just hanging out at home because of this COVID nineteen. But when COVID nineteen is not going on, what does a typical day look like in your household? So a typical day, you know, we get up, we take his medicine because Dawson, you know, has a thyroid issue and he also has heart issue. So we take his medicine. He has to wait 20 minutes before he eats and he sets a timer because he is ready to eat after 20 minutes. And um, then, you know, he gets off to school and he uh, spends a day at school and absolutely loves it. Is the little superstar of the school. And I do know that because whenever I subbed there, he met me at the door with his teacher. And then we were walking through the hall and everybody was Dawson, you know, and then he also decided on the way to his room that he would stop at every door and introduce me to all of the teachers. (laughs) So, um, he, um, has great days at school. He comes home. His favorite thing to do when he gets home is grab his iPad. He loves to play on his iPad. And I feel like it's been great. Um, he's a good reader. He's um, He knew his letters like when he was little bitty. It's been a very helpful tool. And it's just something he really enjoys. And then a lot of times it will be getting close to dinner time. And he loves to set the table for dinner. And he likes to have a schedule. He loves to make a list of things that he's going to do all day and check them off. (laughs) That's like his thing. So um, after dinner, usually it's bath time. And then we read stories and we pray. And then he goes to bed. Life with him is such a beautiful life. I had no idea how amazing it would be. And my my older two, Caden and Landon, just absolutely spoil him rotten. Um, they 
Landon gets Dawson off the school bus every single day without fail. And it's just watching those three, they have the sweetest relationship. Yeah, I love hearing that. You know what? I think you could say your day is pretty typical. My hope is when, you know, maybe a a mom who just found out their child's going to have Down syndrome comes across this podcast and, you know, maybe she's worried about what the days are going to look like, that she hears some of these stories and is just encouraged to hear like, oh, wow, okay, it's not that big of a deal that, you know, life goes on, so to speak, that, that you know, for us, I, I say sometimes that we just kind of forget Noah has Down syndrome. We're not just constantly thinking about that all day, that we just sort of live a typical life. I mean, we're not, you know, so I, I think that those kind of stories, I think, encourage people that, oh, wow, you're not sitting around sad all the time, that it's a great life, like you, like you alluded to. So thanks for sharing yeah. that. Well, you know, I was thinking about this earlier whenever um, I said that I felt like it would, you know, it was going to ruin my other kids' lives. It was funny because Caden was nine when Dawson was born. And I still remember like a couple years into it, she would have been like 11 probably at this time. She said, Mom, I can't imagine our family without Dawson. Like he's so amazing and he's so funny and he adds so much to our family. And she said, when I get older, I hope I have a baby with Down syndrome. Wow. And I was like, sweetie, I I mean, you won't. I said, it's, you know, it's very highly unlikely. Um, I said, I'm not sure, you know, like, I think it's like one in 600. I said, "It, it just would be so unlikely. And she, her little brain, I saw it like just, you know, her thinking. And she said, hmm, She goes, well, then I guess I'll just have to adopt a baby with Down syndrome. And in that moment, I was just like, all my fears of that it was going to ruin my family and was going to make my family have such a hard time. And could we take trips and could we do the normal things? I was so wrong. Yes, you do everything the same. Like, I mean, you know, it enhances. And like, obviously she feels like, it made her life so much better that she wishes that could be in her own future, you know? Wow. Thanks for sharing that. That That is, I don't know how you don't just start tearing up, you know, when your kids say something like that. <laughs> well, what an amazing, amazing story. And, and you know what? I think, you know, for our family, you know, our son Noah has two brothers, you know, both who are younger and they, they just adore Noah that, you know, they love Noah. They love both of Noah's brothers just love him and and he loves them. And, you know, I, I with it, full integrity can say that, you know, having Noah as a part of our family has just been a net positive for everyone, that it has just been a blessing for everyone. And I think if before we had Noah and I heard someone say the things that you just said, I would say that's what you're supposed to say. You know, I mean, that's just you have to say that. But now being on the other side of the table and actually having a child with Down syndrome, I can say, no, this is this is true. It, having a son, having a child with Down syndrome, it isn't just a platitude that I say our family is, is better because of Noah. It's really the truth. Our family really is better off because Noah is in our family's life. And, you know, hearing stories like yours, it just confirms it that families that have kids with Down syndrome aren't sitting in the corner sad and, and afraid no. and, and worried that it's a net, it's been a net positive. And yeah, it's different and there are different challenges. But truth of the matter is for any parent, there are challenges and different aspects of raising their child. 
Yes, absolutely. Well, let me ask you this. So what do you wish, if you had a time machine and you could go back in time and tell yourself something the moment that you found out that Dawson was had Down syndrome, that Dawson was going to be born with Down syndrome, what would you say to yourself? I would probably just say, I would say don't shed a tear because this is going to be an incredible life. This child is going to bring you such great joy and it's going to be just fine. Like, don't shed a tear. That was something that later I, after, you know, I brought him home and began life with him. I just thought, wow, I spent so much time just fearful and afraid and just wrestling with the idea of having a child with Down syndrome. And it's wonderful. I mean, obviously there's challenges like there is with any child, but he on a daily basis brings so much joy and laughter and fun to our family. Yeah, I love hearing that. I wouldn't trade him for the world. I love hearing that. Let me ask you this. What are some of the dreams that you have for Dawson, and how are they maybe similar or different than some of the dreams that you have for some of your other children? My dreams for Dawson, basically, I remember um, just thinking the biggest thing I wish for him is that he's happy and he's content and he's healthy. But you know, I just want him to reach his full potential like my other children. You know, I'm just going to support him every step of the way. Uh, if he wants to go on and go to college, then that's great. You know, anything he chooses to do, I'm just going to be behind him 100% cheering him on. I love that. So two more questions. Second to the last question is this. What are some of the resources that have been helpful to you as a mom of a child with Down syndrome? The Down Syndrome Association of Greater St. Louis has been a huge help. They instantly connected me to someone who, you know, had experienced having a child with Down syndrome and she coached me through. She also had um, her daughter had a heart defect. And so she was able to, you know, coach me through what would, you know, what that would all look like whenever I had Dawson. And Dawson did have heart surgery at three months old. And then the other thing I felt was very, very helpful was Facebook, just the different parent groups. In fact, I started to follow you early on. And I think just seeing that you, you know, aren't alone in this journey. There are many other people who have kiddos with Down syndrome and just sharing stories. I think that was like some of the best resources for me. Albert and Deidre Pujols have a foundation here in St. Louis that I've been involved in. I think that was also great. I think connecting with other parents is huge in this journey. You know, who understand, who know the life, you know? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I'm so encouraged to hear about how you, you had told me earlier how you you know connect with other parents and to hear you talk about the local Down syndrome organization again I'll say our local Down syndrome organization here I'm in Dallas the Down syndrome Guild of Dallas was so 
important to us and helping us get connected with, with other families. And they give us a really great resource with information, a binder with information. And so, you know, no matter where you are, I hope you have a local organization that you can get plugged into. If you don't know what it is, reach out to us. We can help you try to find out where your local organization is if you have one in your community. If you're in St. Louis, the the one that Darla mentioned is really great. We'll put a link in our show notes so that you can um, check that out. But getting connected with other people is so important. The internet is a really great tool to do that. Um, The Down Syndrome Diagnosis Network, the DSDN, they do a really great job of connecting people, connecting families, moms. They have a lot of different Facebook groups. And so I'll put a link in the show notes to the DSDN. So if you're new to this journey and you haven't heard about the DSDN, they're another really great resource for you to check out. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So last question. What would you tell a parent who just learned their child has Down syndrome? I would tell them that I understand the fear. The fear is real. It's the fear of the unknown. You know, it's something that you didn't expect. But I would tell them just be prepared for so much joy ahead. This child is going to wow you in a million ways and it is going to be a good life. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for sharing your story and just all the ways that I know you've encouraged me. And I'm sure that you have encouraged all the people that are listening to the podcast. You know, I'm so glad that you guys are on the, um, I guess, the end of all the COVID-19 stuff. And I'm so, so glad to hear that and that that's behind you. I know that you're really glad that's behind you. Oh, yes. (laughs) And I'm so personally encouraged to hear your perspective of, If me going through this COVID-19, me and my family going through this can save someone else's life, then it was worth it. What an incredible perspective about putting other people first. And I think that sort of perspective is so important all the time, but especially in this time that we're in right now of just how can we put other people first? And so thank you for sharing that. And thank you for being on the Hope Story podcast. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. I hope that you were encouraged by Darla's story. Be sure to check out the show notes at hopestory.org for links to some of the things that we mentioned on the episode. And we will talk to you again on another episode of the Hope Story podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hope Story podcast. On our website at hopestory.org, you can find this episode's show notes, subscribe to our email list, and learn about how Hope Story is working to connect every OBGYN in America to a family raising a child with Down syndrome through our Hope Advocate process. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please be sure to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to our podcast. We'll be back soon with another episode of the Hope Story podcast.